0: Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman.
1: And Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time,
0: organization, and productivity as a teacher. Today's episode is going to be about something we all know about as teachers, and that's stress. We're going to share our best tips for handling stress since it's unavoidable. I mean... We can't get past feeling stressed sometimes. We all know it.
1: And as Bridget said before we started recording this episode, she cries.
0: So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give you some more productive tips besides just crying when you're <laughs> Listen, stressed. If you guys listened to our 062 where we talk about our enneagrams, we all know that I'm an emotional creature, so <laughs> It's going to happen. It's inevitable.
1: (laughs) Creature was quite the word. Okay, You're welcome. First, let's hear a TSH from a top teacher. This top teacher says, when I am in a rush or feel stressed, I do sometimes misread emails, messages, and even lesson plans. And then I go off on the wrong track. Then I have to go back and redo stuff, which obviously takes more time and can cause embarrassment, especially now that we have switched to remote lessons. So there are some extra factors to consider and parents are sitting in on live lessons. I'm trying to just be a bit more focused now with whatever I'm doing and having
0: all the information at hand doesn't always work. You know, I completely understand where you're coming from because this is something that has happened to me um, and still continues to happen to me when I feel stressed. I think keeping tasks like during specific times of the day when I know that I'm going to be having like my most attentive self, um, which is typically in the mornings is really, really helpful, but... um, I think it, it's it's going to end up happening, and one of the biggest things, and maybe we'll get into this in a little bit, is just minimizing how much we do within a day. Right? Um, when we minimize that, we're going to make less mistakes. Uh, if you have a lot of different tasks or things that you're trying to accomplish, like you're going to make more mistakes when you're stressed out because it's only going to add to your stress because you feel this need, desire to try to be, you know, at the top of your game all the time when we know that that's not always going to happen. Yeah, I think that's a good point. This TSH
1: made me think about the TED Talk by Rita Pearson, Every Kid Needs a Champion. Have you listened to that one? I have, yes. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's that TED Talk Um I could be misspeaking here. First of all, if you haven't listened to that TED Talk, just Google Every Kid Needs a Champion and watch it on YouTube. It's phenomenal. It is TED Talk. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, well, no, I'm just meaning what I'm going to say next. I can't remember if it's from this TED Talk or not. I (laughs) gotcha. I was like, wait, you don't even know what I'm going to say. But I'm pretty sure it's in that TED Talk. She talks about... There was like this lesson on fractions or decimals or something, and she like taught it. And then when she went home that night, she realized she taught it completely wrong. And she had to go in the next day and like apologize to her class. And the kids are like, it's all right, Miss Pearson. Like we knew you were wrong, but you were so excited. We just let you keep going. <laughs> yeah. And I just I I made me think of that because I think everyone has experienced that. I know I have definitely done this. I get really bad brain fog. That's what Billy and I call it, brain fog, mm-hmm. when I get stressed Um, to the point where, you know, I'll walk in a room and completely forget what I was doing or like things. I'm trying to think the other day there was something and I like put it in the refrigerator and it was like something that did not belong in the refrigerator, like, like my phone or yeah, something <laughs> like that. And I was like, what am I doing? And for me, that definitely happens when I'm stressed. I think it's important to remember that this does happen to everyone. And it isn't something you should feel embarrassed about. I know the top teacher mentioned feeling embarrassed. And yes, when parents are listening to lessons, like that does put extra pressure on you. However, again, we're all human. We all make mistakes. And I would hope that parents would understand that. But I definitely think it's important to have like coping mechanisms or strategies that you can use in order to better handle your stress. It's not OK just to say, well, I'm stressed. and so I'm not going to do anything about it. Like you have to take action to try to minimize that stress. So remember, everyone experiences stress, but everyone handles their stress differently. And how you handle your stress can have a big impact on your overall happiness and productivity. I think it's important to remember that stress isn't necessarily a bad thing, or at least it doesn't have to be. When people hear stress, they automatically think, oh, well, that's a bad thing. I have to eliminate it. But think about it. Pressure is what creates a diamond. Okay? So stress or pressure is not a bad thing. When I think about weightlifting, when you stress your body by working your muscles, it makes your muscles and your bones create more strength. It allows them to become stronger. So stress can be a good thing. However, it can also be a negative thing if you aren't able to handle it productively.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think, you know. A lot of the times we we say that we don't want to feel the sadness, we don't want to feel the stress or the pain of life. But I think a lot of what we experience as humans, right, with all of the different emotions, it really makes us enjoy life to its fullest. It makes us enjoy those those small moments, those happy moments, even more. So those moments when we are our most productive, we feel this sense of um excitement, this this energized feeling. And it's because we understand what stress feels like. That allows us us to be able to enjoy those moments when we do feel the most productive. So we just have to learn how to handle stress. Um, And one of the things that I will often tell new teachers, they're like, well, I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. Um, A long time ago, I realized I'm going to get it done. I don't know how, I don't know when, but it will get done. And so that phrase there will often remind me to just calm down. It's going to be okay. And you're going to be able to accomplish all of the things that you want to accomplish. It, it, it really does kind of push us forward. So we're going to share some tips for how we personally, uh, Michelle and I will handle stress. And we hope that these tips will help you in the same way that they've helped us. So my
1: first tip is pretty simple. Try to be proactive. We all know ourselves very well, and therefore we know what causes us stress. So I know personally, I get overwhelmed very easily. I like to feel like I'm getting things done, and when all of a sudden those things start piling up, I get very, very stressed. Mm -hmm. So we can actually use that to our advantage. If we know that there is an event or a responsibility or a new situation that is approaching, that is going to cause us stress, we can try to be proactive and try to find ways to minimize the stress ahead of time. So let me give you two different examples. One's going to be like from my personal life, and one's going to be in my teaching life. So in my personal life, Billy and I are going to be moving this summer, and we're going to be buying a house. And I already know that that is going to cause me a lot of stress. I've moved a lot of times in my life. Uh, Throughout my time in college and my first few years teaching, I think I moved like almost like 10 different times. Um, That's just what my life was like at that point. And I know that that causes me stress. When Billy and I moved into our townhouse, he actually had to leave the night before and drive up here in order to meet the landlord and get the key and all that. So I had to finish packing at the house myself and then load up the truck myself. And it was like the most stressful thing ever. I hated it. (laughs) Yeah. So knowing that we are gonna be moving this summer, I am already collecting boxes. So when I make those Amazon purchases, like I'm making sure I hold on to those boxes and I've already started like purging and getting rid of unnecessary things. Pretty much every weekend I'll like pick an area of the house and I'll go through and I'll purge and I'll get rid of stuff and donate it. And it's just helping me feel like when the time comes, I won't have to do as much. And for me, that helps to reduce my stress. Another example within my teaching life would be SLOs. So if you don't know what an SLO is, it stands for Student Learning Objective. It's basically where you find an area that your students need to improve. You set a goal and you put an action into place to try to get them to that goal. Well, I know when we have to start them. We usually start them in like January and I already know what I'm going to do it on. So I create a template so that when the time comes in January, which I'm you know, I'm thinking about myself back in like November and December. I was like, I'm already going to have a template. I'm going to be ready to go. All I have to do is input my data and I'm good. So now it's March um, or almost March. It's the end of February when we're recording this. I'm already done my SLO. Like I was able to start it right at the beginning of January and I got my data, finished it, like I'm already done. And it's because I was proactive and put those steps into place ahead of time. So ask yourself, what habits can I put in place now to make this less stressful? What things can I get done now to make this less stressful? What tools will I need to make this less stressful? Think ahead and then you're going to end up being so thankful later on when your stress is reduced.
0: I completely agree with that. That's a really great point. So, uh, one of the things, and it's interesting because when Michelle and I were actually creating these uh, ideas, we do a lot of the same things. <laughs> Yeah. Like we go through and do a lot of them. So um, I think for me, one of the biggest things that I will do is create a checklist. Um, so when I'm feeling really stressed and I feel like I have an an abundance of things that I need to be accomplishing, I will sit down and I create a checklist of all of the items that I need to get done. And guys, this can be something so simple. It can be to the point where I will even include you know, that I, I need to clean the house or I need to put away my clothes. I will try and get everything out of my brain and put it on paper and I know some of you are probably thinking but wait isn't that going to overwhelm you like doesn't seeing all the different tasks overwhelm you hold on just give me a second I promise I'm going to get to that okay So I open up my notes app and I'll spend about 15 to 20 minutes and it's literally by myself. And I will just get rid of all the tasks that are just overwhelming me that's in my brain that I feel is just causing me to feel that stress and that anxiousness. Um, And then I find that when I identify the items that are causing me stress, I'm able to really start to look ahead and tackle the areas that I think are the most important. So this comes back to me brain dumping everything out of my brain. And then I start to categorize things. This is where it's really important. And I'm going to stop for a story time really quick. So over the summer, I was putting a lot of things on my plates. And I was writing a book at the time. I was writing curriculum for three grade levels all at one time. Holy moly, why did anybody stop me? Why... (laughs) because that's a lot of stuff. And then I had, you know, Michelle and I were launching planners together. We had the podcast that we were doing. So I had a lot of different responsibilities. I have grad school that I'm working on. I was feeling very, very overwhelmed. Um, And I didn't know how I was going to be able to accomplish all of the goals that I needed to do. I mean, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, and I have to give time to my kids. But when I was looking at this huge list of things that I needed to be doing, it was overwhelming me. Um, So I remember like, this goes back to, yes, Michelle, I cry when I'm stressed. I cried for a while (laughs) And then finally, I remember sitting down um, at the desk. I was like wiping off my tears, like total dramatic moment, pushing my hair behind. <laughs> like out of my face. Uh, And Trent and I just sat down and we started categorizing everything in my life. So I wrote down, you know, here's my grad school. You know, here's teaching on the double. Here's the book. Here is, you know, the lettered classroom. You know, here's what I need to be doing for my kids and for the house. And so I then started to take all of the tasks that I originally brain dumped and I started putting them in those categories. And then once I had them in those categories, I then started to look at the items that were time sensitive. So like, you know, for grad school, you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I was working on this. So I would, you know, put down, this is what I'm doing on Tuesdays and Thursdays. For the book, I was putting down different little goals that I was working on. I had like a set day because we talk a lot about batching and this kind of goes into play with that whole idea of batching. And so I had specific days that I would be working on that. And so when I was able to start to see, wait a second, my Mondays don't look so bad. I'm just trying to do everything at once versus me spending, you know, the little bit of time to be able to achieve and accomplish the things that I need to do. Because they were all in my brain and because I kept thinking I have all these things I need to do, I felt as though I should be doing all of them each and every single day that was causing me stress. But the moment that I was able to sit down and categorize and look at when I'm supposed to be accomplishing or doing whatever tasks, I was able to see that my day's really not that bad. I'm just overwhelming myself, uh, thinking that I need to get all this stuff done on one specific day, which is not the case at all. So I felt more in control when I had those categories and when I had certain things that I could tell Trent, hey, I need you to pick this up and start doing this for me. Um, or I could communicate that to Michelle and say, Michelle, can you please start t- you know, doing this because I can't right now. Um, and so it, it really does help it make it more of a visual piece versus it all just kind of swirling around in your brain and making you really stressed.
1: Yeah, my next tip goes right along with this. My next tip is to create a plan then for getting it all done. So like Bridget, I also create a checklist. Like she said, it allows me to get things out of my brain so that I can then use my brain power to focus on other things. (laughs) Like instead of just using my brain to think over and over and over again about the things I have to do, I can use my brain to actually get them done. But once I create that checklist, and I know Bridget kind of touched on this, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Like when you're looking at this long list of, oh my gosh, I have all of these things I have to get done, that does cause me stress. So I need to have a plan for how I'm going to get it done, how I'm going to accomplish it. Now, depending on the task or the situation, the checklist that I created, and I'm using air quotes around checklists, may need to get done in a certain amount of time. Right? It might be something that I have to do in a week or a month or a year. So, for example, report cards. Usually when it's time for report cards to get done, you have about a week to do it. At least that's what it is for me. When it comes to an SLO, that's more something that has to get done in like a month or two. But what Bridget mentioned writing a book because I also had a book come out last spring, so like I went through that same process and I know exactly what she's talking about about having to meet deadlines. That's going to be something that's more so done in like a year. It's not something that you whip together in a month. Like books take a lot of time. So depending on what type of task it is, I will divide it into separate lists. So what Bridget is talking about is more so like that big brain dump of all of the things. Mm -hmm. I then need to categorize it by timetables. So I have a weekly to-do list. Now, there are certain tasks that stay on that week after week after week. So a lot of my lesson planning responsibilities, they are always on my weekly checklist. But there are certain things that get added to my weekly list depending on what I have going on. I'm going to come back to the weekly list in just a second. I then have a month list or even a year list depending on the type of task. So again, if it's something like a book that takes a lot more time, that would be on my like 2021 to-do list. But for each month, I will have a list of all of the things I have to get done that month. Then, as I start to decide when I'm going to get it done, whether it's the first week of the month or the second week of the month, I will move that item from my monthly list onto my weekly list. So, that's what I mentioned about having additional items on my weekly list. Then, I have a power list. A power list is the list of three things that I'm going to get done that day. Only focusing on three things makes me feel, like Bridget said, a lot more in control because I look at three things. I'm like, oh, I can do three things. Like, that's not overwhelming. So, in order to get items from my power list or to, yeah, to get items to add to my power list, I go to my weekly list. So, I look at my weekly list and I pick out three things to do the next day. So that's kind of my categories of to-do lists, if you will. Now, this goes back to being proactive, which was the first tip I gave. If the tasks that have to get done that week is more than 21, obviously, I should have been more proactive and gotten things done ahead of time, okay? Because that means that I was putting things off until the last minute and then things started to pile up. I know personally, a lot of my stress comes from that worry, like, am I going to get it all done? And I know Bridget mentioned like reminding herself, like it will get done somehow, some way. I don't know how, but it will get done. For me, having that plan allows me to feel like a huge weight is lifted off of my shoulders because I know as long as I stick to the plan, it will get done.
0: And then for me, that really eliminates my stress. Man, we are such similar people when it comes to how we do with our stress. So the next thing that I will do is I focus on one task causing the most stress. You know, this is going to be really interesting because when I first started this podcast with Michelle, um, I would have lots of different things and I remember specifically telling Michelle, "Well, I can't I can't just do one task. Like I have to be able to move from one thing to another." So like, you know, I will work on something for about 30 minutes and then I got to move to another thing for 30 minutes because it's almost like I I <laughs> going back to that enneagram, I get bored with the mundane. <laughs> so, um I was really bad about bouncing from one project to another to another. So, I originally thought that I needed a break from this. But the reality is, is that I was only adding to my stress in the long run. So now what I do is I focus on one task at a time. And this is really, I mean, it has significantly reduced the amount of stress that I end up having. I complete the task um, completely before I need to move on to the next item. Now, this is going to be a little tricky when it comes to like projects, right? And so a, a project, just as a reminder, is anything that has multiple tasks in order for you to say that it is finished. It's been accomplished. So, if you have multiple tasks and these multiple tasks take a really long time, for instance, when Michelle and I were writing our book, um, or if we are working on curriculum or if we're working on planner, like those are huge projects. We can't just accomplish them in a day. We have other responsibilities that we have. So, What we do is we set deadlines for when specific items need to be complete. And that allows us to be able to work on this part, get that done before moving on to the next or being able to kind of work on things in between. Um, another really great example of this is, you know, take grad school, for instance. I can't just buckle down and get grad school done. I've got a lot of other responsibilities with the multiple businesses and teaching that I have to get done. So what I do is I will finish a grad class assignment and then I'll tell myself, oh, now I'm going to work on this, 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 and then I can do another grad class assignment. And that has really helped for those times. Only during those times when I feel really, really stressed will I allow myself to do that. Typically, I try to just get one assignment done a week or two weeks, depending on how busy I am. So if I was doing like three really big projects over the summer, I created those deadlines for each part of those tasks. And then I would have finished writing uh, specific pieces before I moved on, like I said, to that grad class. Now, if you bounce... From one task to another, you are only going to overwhelm yourself. Guys, I was really overwhelming myself in the very beginning and I, I realized the mistake that I was making and now I'm sharing with you to not make that same mistake. <laughs> Um, and Michelle always mentions, you know, how this rel- relays to like paying off debt, right? Michelle, you want to kind of go into that piece? Yeah, I love I that you tried to segue I it. That.
1: Yeah, you tried to segue it and you're like, I don't know what she's talking about. I, I um, didn't. I didn't. So <laughs> I put a little note in here because when Bridget brought up this whole like focusing on one task that's causing the most stress, it made me think about, paying off debt. Now, there are a lot of different theories when it comes to paying off debt. I know like Mm. Dave Ramsey kind of has his way of doing it. And then I've heard of other ways. But they say to either pay off, and I've heard, I feel like these are the two main kind of strategies. You either pay off whatever is your biggest debt. So if you have a credit card with you know $6,000 of debt, and that's more than any of your other debts, you pay that off first. But then there's also the theory of paying off whichever one has the highest interest rate because oh, yeah. you're going to be paying the most interest with that so it just made me think about how that's something that really can apply to like more areas of our lives and just stress so anyway no I agree my next tip is to have a productive way to then release stress <laughs> because the reality is stress is still going to build up at certain times it's unavoidable you can be productive. Um, You can not be productive. You can be proactive. You can make a checklist. You can have a plan. You can focus on that one task and then you can still be stressed. Like that's the reality reality of it. Sometimes we bite off more than we can chew. We're going to come back to this in a later tip, but you need to have a productive way to release stress. Notice I said productive let's be honest, not every way of coping with stress or releasing stress is healthy or productive. I'm just going to give an example that I'm sure everyone's familiar with, drinking alcohol. Not necessarily the most productive or healthy way to cope with stress, but that is a way that a lot of people try to handle their stress. They drink alcohol. So for me, the gym is my most productive way to release stress. Uh, First of all, when you work out, you release endorphins. And as we know from Legally blonde, endorphins make you happy, and happy people just don't kill their husbands. So, Billy, it's a good thing I work out. Um, Oh man, that was great. And I know for me, when I work out, it just allows my brain to function better. Like I feel like I get so so much more of a clear vision after I work out, and it also helps me sleep better. I work out at night, so I work out like in between school and dinner, um, somewhere between five and seven is when I work out. And obviously I'm exhausted afterward, which helps me be able to then fall asleep. When I'm stressed, my brain will not turn off. Like I keep thinking about all the different scenarios. I think about all the things I have to do and it just keeps going and going and going. I'm extremely envious of people that can just lay there and fall asleep. Billy does that. And it, it blows my mind because I can't. So That's for me, me, I do that. <laughs> So for me, being able to work out and get tired and be able to fall asleep easier is huge because if you're stressed and then not sleeping, it's only going to make that worse. But a few other ideas for you, because I know some people are like, oh, no, 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 Michelle, like going to the gym causes me more stress. It's fine. Here are a few different ideas for you. You could just sit outside. You could go for walks. You could spend time cooking or baking. Speaking of baking, I have fallen in love with the Great British Baking Show oh my gosh it's great isn't it It's so good and Billy loves it too now he's like it's so relaxing I'm like yes it it is is. (laughs) Uh, so you could watch the great British baking show on Netflix you could take a nap you could meditate you could play with a pet you can declutter like your phone or your workspace I don't know why but for me like going through photos on my phone and deleting old photos
0: is a huge like stress reliever So my last way that I handle stress is um, at the end of doing all of the other two things that I've just mentioned is I reevaluate. And this is really important for me because I need to stay in check with my daily tasks. Um, Knowing what I have going on, while it may seem very weird, it actually really does help me to say, you know. Keep my stress in check because I am checking things off. I'm looking at what I have going on. I'm continuously looking at how I categorize things and when I should be doing things. And that helps to kind of allow my brain to stay at a relaxed pace versus it starting to kind of feel chaotic and crazy inside. So sometimes when we think that we ignore it, our stress will, we believe that this idea of, you know, if I just ignore my stress, it's just going to end up going away. But in reality, we're only going to cause ourselves to continue you to feel and be stressed out. Um, Maintaining a checklist and know how you have to complete that checklist. This is like your finances, right? We just mentioned that earlier about, you know, paying off your debt. If you're having a hard time with your budget, then you can't avoid talking about it or looking at your accounts. You have to know what you have going on in your account in order for you to feel as though you're in control of your finances. It's the same idea when it comes to any stress that we have going on in our life. So every night, I basically will reevaluate what I've accomplished and then what I need to do tomorrow. I break tasks down pretty simple so that I feel, again, as though I'm in control of what I have um, that's happening every single every single day. And then I don't just look over my checklist. I need to establish the plan for what I'm going to do in order to move forward. Um, I think for me, you know, learning from your mistakes and knowing what you're going to do next time is going to be really important so that you can always remember. Remain in check of your stress. Again, it's unavoidable. You're going to feel it a little bit, but hopefully you'll start to feel um, as though you have control over that stress, stressful time in your life. So
1: that is it. Those are our top six tips for handling stress. Let's go ahead and review them one more time. Tip number one is to be proactive. Tip number two is to create a checklist. Tip number three is to create a plan. Tip number four is to focus on the one task causing the most stress. Tip number five is to have a productive way to release stress. And then tip number six is to reevaluate. Now, if you are enjoying our podcast, first of all, we would love for you to subscribe so you can continue to get all of our top time management organization and productivity tips. If you are enjoying it, we would love for you to tell us that you're enjoying it by leaving us a review on iTunes. Don't forget, you can always check out our website, teachingonthedouble.com, for updates. We've got lots of freebies on there for you. And you can even submit your own TSH or time-sucking hurdle for a chance to be featured on a future episode. And until next time, be timely stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.